of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Friday, that feels good. Okay, let's start here. We do have a state of emergency in New York. Uh, yeah. You're like, hold on. What, what, what's going on? I haven't even heard about this yeah. yet. Well, relax. It's, it's not a new story, really. No. No, it's a crisis now because there are just so many gosh dang migrants showing up in New York. What? Yeah, Eric Adams, the mayor of New York City, uh, announced it this morning. He wants federal help, and he wants it now. No. Well, that just sounds unloving. We're well, welcoming. He, dude, he was asking for this. Yes. He was begging for it with the death Santis and dignity and we need to take care of and educate and clothe and give emergency care for. This guy was all about it. Dude, for years he's talked about this. Absolutely he has. And now you have Your wish the has been granted. There. Showing up. Oh, you can't handle it. Hmm. Okay. Should we just get to the audio? Yeah, yeah. sure. All right. And unless we take immediate action, that center will be full in days, and we will have to open another and another and another, even as winter weather arrives. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. People uh, in border states have been talking about this for a long time. We can't take any more. You're a sanctuary city, remember? Mm -hmm. As a result of that reality, today... I am declaring a state of emergency in the city of New York and issuing an executive order. This executive order will formally direct all relevant agencies to coordinate their efforts to construct the humanitarian relief centers. We are also suspending certain land use requirements to expedite this process. Okay. I'm going to give you an idea. Okay, go ahead. We're in the idea business, right? That's right. We exchange ideas, the marketplace of ideas. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's maybe not a new one. Okay. Secure the border. Do that first. Stop more people from coming in. At some point in time, you have to do that. Yeah. No one ever talks about it from that side. They don't. Well, we need we need more aid. We need more money. We need more this. How about secure the freaking border? I think it's been proven to you right on your doorstep. We can't handle it. And if you haven't noticed, we're 31 trillion in debt. We don't have money. You know, in a weird way, this may work in that in that direction. How so? With a lot of these uh, open border uh, come on in sort of governors and mayors and whatnot. Once they get a taste of it, maybe then they'll change their minds about letting people waltz through whenever. No, maybe. it's just more money. We just need yeah. more money. 
My goodness. New York City has already done more than nearly any other city oh, to God. support this influx of asylum seekers. Uh-oh, no. now no. now Mount Van Camp's about to explode. No, Screw you, dude. New York has a brand, Mr. <laughs> Mayor. Yeah, a brand for being a bunch of whiners, dude. You have not done more than almost any other city. Okay, talk to people in Houston. Talk to people in San Antonio. Talk to people in freaking Del Rio. Okay, which doesn't necessarily, which doesn't, you know, I I know this is breaking news, but doesn't have the same amount of resources going into this as New York City. No, you don't get away with saying something like that. That is crap. Oh, totally. Yeah, rings a little hollow when you're in Arizona, Texas. Come on. We cannot deprive longtime New Yorkers of support, the services. Really? Yeah. We we are What about longtime Texans? Arizonians. <laughs> well, those aren't real people because Texas doesn't have a brand like right. New York City does. Right. Even as we address the needs of these new arrivals. It's not sustainable. And what? it's not right. Yeah, you're right. It's not sustainable. Bonehead, <laughs> that's what they've been saying for years now. <laughs> Golly. The lack of self-awareness, man. Is incredible. It really is. It's something. Listen to yourself. Are, Listen to what you're saying and are, what you've said. I can't believe that this mayor of New York City, one of the enlightened ones, yeah. is now saying that huh, an uncontrolled influx of migrants is a drain on resources. I what? thought people who came into this country hat in hand looking for a better life were a net positive. For every metro that they wind up in. I thought that's what made America great to begin with. Diversity makes us stronger, man. Now you're telling me that you don't have the resources to prop up your schools, to prop up city services. Wow, wait a minute. Yeah. That's pretty racist, if you ask me. So by by the standards that have been set over the last several years, uh, the mayor of New York City is literally Hitler now. Yeah, he is. By their rules. Yeah. Yep. What a fraud. Okay, moving on. The Hunter Biden laptop. That's Russian disinformation. Who's bringing this up again? (laughs) Yeah, the Washington Post is uh, now reporting that federal investigators think they have enough evidence to lock up the president's son, Hunter, uh, related to foreign business deals. Oh, and also lying on a federal background check form during the purchase of a firearm. Okay. Something stinks about this, yeah, man. It re- it really does. Yeah. Yes, and they haven't talked to Tony Bobolinsky yet. No. Who was the business partner of Hunter Biden, along with Jim Biden, Joe's brother, and Joe was the big guy. I mean, there are so many other charges that he should be facing than just well, we, we think we have enough on these right here. Mm-hmm. That's small potatoes, man. That does help me, David, from being in the news business and knowing, you know, legal stuff. How is it that we're this far down and they haven't talked to the business partner? Well, look, I don't know about that part of it, but taxes would absolutely have something to do with international commerce. So, I mean, I again, we don't know what specific charges they're actually talking about. Um, so. I don't know. I think your pessimism might be a little premature. I do think that this was sending a message because when was the last time the FBI dropped uh, a leak that damaged a Democrat anonymously? 
Which Democrat? Who does it damage? It doesn't damage Joe. Well, they're not going to do anything until after the midterms right. anyway. No, I think Count it, on it. I think it absolutely paves yeah. the way to damaging Joe, yes. I hope so. Uh, when, part when, of it when is it's time when it's expedient to get rid of Joe. Yeah. Yeah, but part of it is there. there's a whole lot more to this, and it's like here's these small potatoes. See, we're fair. We're, we're going after these guys too, and then we're going to go boatload after Trump. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. But it's, you know, are we getting apologies today, by the uh, way, from legacy media outlets? No, we really should. Never forget how the media treated this story right before the 2020 election, when the New York Post published a story about those business deals found on Hunter Biden's laptop. Here's a handy montage as a reminder. Oh, thank you. There are 50 former national intelligence folks who said that what this he's accusing me of is a Russian plan. Russian government Disinformation comes from the Kremlin. Part of a Russian disinformation campaign. Part of a Russian uh, disinformation uh, effort. For all we know, these emails are made up. God love you, man. You, you're a one-horse pony. I tell you. Thank yeah. You. Yeah, never forget that. They knew. All those people that signed off on that, over intelligence leaders, yeah. access should be gone. You're liars. You're frauds. Oh, yeah. It's also the first time I heard the descriptor, one-horse pony. Right. That was a new one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, look, I I mean, at the end of the day, the the election meddling was coming from inside the House. (laughs) Of course it was. That's what happened. That was actually rigging an election through censorship. Yes. Okay. Man, a lot going on. Then, speaking of Biden... Uh, would you say raising the temperature with Russia? Uh, yeah, uh, on accident, apparently. He was at a Democratic Party fundraiser in New York. Uh, Biden said that Vladimir Putin was, quote, a guy I know fairly well, and uh, that Putin was, quote, not joking when he talks about the use of tactical nuclear weapons or biological or chemical weapons. He went on to say, we have not faced the prospect of Armageddon since oh, Kennedy and the Cuban Missile Crisis. Now, the White House tried to clean that up, but before we get to that part, yeah, CNN actually had a piece of quote-unquote analysis today that said, well, you know what? <laughs> Joe Biden is sending a clear message to the Kremlin. Dude, he said it behind closed doors at a freaking fundraiser. That is not standing on the world stage going, listen, we know you're serious, and you better check yourself, okay? So you're saying Joe playing this you know, 3D chess. No, is way he's a step ahead because he leaks this on purpose, sort of the same way he said nobody f's with a Biden down mm-hmm. in Florida right. to some mayor, right? Yeah, he doesn't know where he is. Right. Jeez, man. And yeah, there are a lot of people kind of freaking out about it yeah. as we stockpile on anti-radiation drugs. Well, it's just something you got to do every 10 years or so, right? Well, I don't think that the the nuclear threat is against the U.S. mainland, I think you're talking about. Yes, Ukraine. I understand. But at the same time, you are looking at a whole lot of people start to freak out. Mm-hmm. Well, if and, and not even to mention, and we know this too, because of what North Korea is doing right now, and I don't think this is going to happen, but they have the capability of reaching the United States. Mm-hmm. And we all know... None of this would be happening if we had a different president in office. I think you know what I'm saying. A lot of this is because we have this weak old man at president. People can just kind of jack around and do whatever they want. It's wild, man. And then on top of that, did anybody happen to see any of the Yi, sorry, 
Yay interview with Tucker Carlson last night, the artist formerly known as Kanye West. I watched the whole thing. I watched the whole thing. I watched it. Mesmerizing. It's wild. Wild is right. Holy Okay, smokes. before we get into this clip, you're, if you had to put your entire takeaway into one sentence, what would it be? Truthful. Honest. That's wow. two words. Okay. I thought he was totally honest in his response, and I thought it was thoroughly thought out, and I think he's a bright guy. Do you think he's crazy? No. Not at all. Wow. Okay. Zero. I know they're going to paint him that way. They want to, but he's not. I mean, he made perfect sense. Well, there are times when he's telling a story, he's weaving all over the place. Well, he's got that part of his brain, right? Yes. When I do that, labeled ADHD, you tell me I have a mental illness, but, but you, Kanye's okay. You take meds like popcorn, though, over there to control no, I get, it. Well, hold on a second. <laughs> I take one a day. You act like I'm just popping them every other segment. Yep, I'm on my drugs this time. The That's not up. true. Ah. Golly. No, I mean, you could relate to him. I imagine you followed him very well. I did. No, no. I, sometimes it's hard. And he admitted so, that, though, during the interview. He's like, partly. I know I go sometimes two and three places at once and all that. But I thought the guy, listen, man, I walked away thinking I knew him, but I don't know him. I mean, well, I didn't know him. If I know him better now. Why he was even on, he got attention because he wore a White Lives Matter yeah. shirt, fashion show. And, yes, that certainly got attention. Uh, but one of the clips that got your attention, David, yeah. was talking about, as Ye was talking about black people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, he, he brought up Lizzo, who is morbidly obese yes. and celebrated for it. And he delivered one of the most perfect smoking hot takes of all time. Well, it's, it's a hot one. When Lizzo loses 10 pounds and announces it, the bots, uh, that's a term for... Uh, people like, it's like telemarketer call, callers, right. like on Instagram, they attack her for losing weight because the media wants to put out a perception that being overweight is the new goal when it's actually unhealthy. Yes. Let's get aside the fact of whether it's fashion and vogue, which it's not. Let's, let's just, or if someone thinks it's attractive, to each his own. It's actually clinically unhealthy and for people to to promote that um so why do they promote that mm -hmm. is the question the answer is yep. the wild part yep but we'll get to that and people in poland are burning trash to keep warm all coming up right here All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Talking about a whole lot of stuff going on, including the Tucker Carlson interview with Kanye West last night. And David, uh, you had the clip of him talking about Lizzo. Yeah. Who's obviously an overweight singer and it mentioned every time she loses 10 pounds. It's a problem. The Liz bots come after her. Lizzo's overweight? Yeah. I had noticed. Not overweight, morbidly obese. I had no true, and I don't so, know what you guys are saying, but so yeah, Kanye West was you know talking about that and saying, look, you you can say it's beautiful or whatever, but it's clinically unhealthy, which is true. It's not healthy uh, 
for somebody to be that size. So Tucker asked then the question. Why do you think they would want to promote unhealthiness among the population? It's a genocide of the black race. They want to kill us in any way they can. Planned Parenthood was made by Margaret Sanger, a known eugenics with the KKK. Well, you can say, well, genocide, you can argue that one. But as far as the Margaret Sanger, that one's hard to argue. That, That actually is true, yes. Yeah. Yeah, well, we're talking about how Abraham Lincoln is problematic. We're all supposed to, you know, praise the organization founded by an actual eugenicist. Hmm. Yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, liberals try to distance themselves from that one. Yeah. It was interesting, too, because uh, Kanye had a picture of an ultrasound. He had it. I saw that around his neck. Like, a, like on a lanyard. Yeah. And he was asked about that. It's a photograph of a baby's ultrasound. Why is that? And that you designed that? Yes. Why? What does that mean? Uh, it just represents life and pro-life. Boy, so you wear it on a badge. What, what kind of response do you get? And, and good, amen. I agree. I don't care about people's responses. I care about the fact that there's more black babies being aborted than born in New York City at this point. That- That's a real stat, by That's the way. That's remarkable. By the, when he said that, holy smokes. Uh, yeah. I, I, saw I, that stat I did not from, know that. From a yeah. few years back. Yeah, that was wow. a real stat. That 50% of black death in America is abortion. So I really don't care about people's responses. I perform for an audience of one, and that's God. Yep. Yeah, it's getting a lot of attention. Oh, yeah. And apparently I saw this update late yesterday. Uh, Kanye's relationship with Adidas, his fashion line, is currently under review Ah. with Adidas. (laughs) Of course, man. They got an ESG score to worry about. But the Yeezy brand is pretty popular. I oh, mean, yeah. it makes a whole lot of money. That's why Very I'm glad. interesting. I mean, listen, that guy's out of his mind, but I'm glad he's doing what he's doing right now because, you know, he is on the forefront of a lot of cultural movements, and I think he's tapped into something. He has, man. And, and through some of the madness, I would say, a little bit, there's brutal truth in what he's saying. And as, you know, a person trying to follow God... He's saying some things that especially make the left very uncomfortable. That I enjoy seeing. Something you don't want to see is a country of people that are burning their own trash to stay warm. And that is absolutely happening right now in Poland. Mm -hmm. Is that good for the green movement because you're taking Uh, trash and burning it? No, no, that's pretty much the worst. I'm very confused because now the smoke would be bad, right? But the fact that you're cleaning up the trash and burning it would be good, correct? No. Okay. No. And they're trying to use coal. It's it's anything possible right, right now. Yeah. And again, this didn't have to happen. But more on that a little bit later. Um, and another news update. There's a lot to get to today. Markley, Van Camp, and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the Millennial. And the sexy boomer, Scott Robbins. Our friends in Vegas and across the country shocked what happened there, that stabbing. Holy cow, on did the you strip. see the video? It's like 11.30 in the morning. Unbelievable. 
it just crazy. Just a stabbing rampage. Yeah, he just started it's, randomly, or I guess randomly. We don't know why exactly, but. Yoni Berrios, 32, yeah. taken into custody. Um, two counts of open murder, the deadly weapon. Yeah. So two people dead, three in critical. Yeah. And they said it was a kitchen knife. We didn't know if it was a ghost knife or if he got it on some other market. Mm-hmm. Got to watch out for those. Right, that's what I've heard. Got to have common sense knife control. That's right. You know, seriously, in a lot of cities, it does go underreported. Stabbing deaths. It's a lot. Oh, sure. Holy smokes, man. So, yeah, we're trying to figure out exactly what was the motive. Why? Don't know yet. Keeping an eye on that one. Were they all showgirls? I think eight. Eight, eight of the nine? Okay. So there's probably some weird something to do with that. Who knows? One turned him down or something. And Well, you were a forensic psychologist. You know these things. I do, yeah. And Get a fan of mind. showgirls. Right. Well, yes, David. And a former showgirl, I might add. <laughs> <laughs> no rush to judgment. Uh, did you see the video of Biden? When he's got all these reporters asking about OPEC because OPEC (laughs) has put us in a really tough spot Mm -hmm. because we allowed him to do it and gas prices are going to go up. Um, Talking about the cutting of production, it's disappointing. But what's weird is the end of this clip, when you hear Biden stop talking, he starts backpedaling away from the reporters, just walking backwards. Some thought he was like, Doing a Michael Jackson <laughs> moonwalk. moonwalk. <laughs> it was really strange. No, the, the, the trip was not essentially for oil. Trip- yeah, that trip to Saudi Arabia earlier, that wasn't about oil. <laughs> they said it what, was? What was it about then? Oh, yeah, he's going to tell you. Okay. See. This was about the Middle East and about Israel and, and rationalization of position. Rationalization of position. They- Israel. Yeah, that's what it was about. But they, wait a minute. Hold on a second. Why? Because the White House actually bragged that they had gotten some sort of pinky promise commitment when it comes to oil production from OPEC. Well, I mean, (laughs) yeah, that came out of it, but that wasn't the purpose. He didn't go there on bended knee. That's just what he he was just there to talk about Mideast relations. Actually, the uh, the top topic of conversation initially when he arrived and started (laughs) meeting uh, uh, leaders from OPEC nations was them explaining to him that OPEC was not an old Irish poet. (laughs) Gary OPEC. (laughs) Uh, I thought maybe they bought popcorn at fundraiser that Joe was they had to deliver the popcorn. (laughs) What what the hell is going on? So then the follow-up. But it is a disappointment, and it says that there are problems. And now the backpedaling starts and continues. And then all of a sudden, sort of aimlessly, he turns around and just starts walking. (laughs) (sighs) Really sort of an odd thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if you just had an electric car right now, everything would be fine. That's it. Well, except if you're in Florida. Then it might be on fire. Yeah. Well, a top Florida state official warned (laughs) that firefighters have battled a number of fires caused by electric vehicle batteries that got waterlogged from Hurricane Ian. Oops. Apparently, the batteries are at risk of corrosion because of the salt water that's, that's flooded the, the cars, yep. uh, and it could lead to unexpected fires, and apparently, you got to have specialized training in order to put those fires out. Okay, so let me see if I understand. 
It's the salt water that does it, right? More than that, anything else. I, I assume so because they talked about uh, corrosion. Now, I mean, if you, if you, I'm sure that if you drove your EV into a lake, it also runs the risk of corrosion and a fire. But I think I'd, I'd read that it was salt water in particular. Well, I'd also heard a couple of reports where it was, they didn't know how it happened because they were not around salt water. They're in the middle of the state. Yeah. And all of a sudden, car's on fire. Like, what? How did this happen? So, yeah, I mean, it's a new frontier, and a lot of the firefighters are not trained on how to put out this type of fire. Like, takes, I mean, gallons and gallons and gallons of water to put out this fire. Because you're not used to dealing with the electric car fire yet. But it doesn't matter. Buy an electric car. That's the yeah, answer to everything. Car. Yeah. Always remember that. Um, who is the economic advisor that said complaining about job loss is racist? Who is this? Yeah, so there's an economist you've probably never heard of, but he has definitely had an impact on your life. Okay. There's no question. He has a lot of sway in crafting policy here in the U.S. and abroad. His name is Adam Poson. He is uh, the president of one of the largest think tanks in the world. He's a lobbyist. The Peterson Institute is what it's called for those interested. Okay. Uh, he's a globalist guy. And he says, if you have a problem with the U.S. outsourcing manufacturing to China, well, you're just racist. Okay. I'm racist. Next. Right. Who cares what this clown says? All right, roll it. The fetish for manufacturing is part of the general fetish for keeping white males of low education um, outside the cities in the powerful positions they're in in the U.S. And um, that is really what's going on here. But when I look at the so-called costs of the China shock or the costs of the decline in manufacturing, I always think compared to what? Okay, hold on a second. I'm trying to understand the first part of that. Part of the general fetish for keeping white males of low education um, outside the cities in the powerful positions they're in in the U.S. You mean all those powerful in what? Ohio? Indiana? Kentucky? Yeah. I guess. West Virginia? Is that what you're talking about? You're talking about young men who are dying at an alarming rate from opioid overdoses because they don't think they have a future? Big and time they don't have jobs. Power. Those people. Yeah, I think again. You you mentioned like, well, who cares what this guy said? I think it's important to know because he is an influential figure in in <sighs> how decisions are made around the world. And this is what we're up against. That if you have a problem with your job getting shipped off to India or China, then they think you're racist and you should just take your licks. And he brings up job displacement. That happens during recessions, which does have an impact on black workers in cities, uh, along with everyone else. But he focuses on black workers and secretaries who lost jobs because of computers. Basically said, well, people lose jobs all the time. Stop whining. Okay. And these kinds of churn, as the economists put it, never were decried. They never got political attention. They never got much notice. But when it started being the white male manufacturing people in the so-called heartland, which by definition was not urban, um, then suddenly this was a crisis. Uh, I've been hearing about those jobs being lost for years. My dad was still working. I mean, my dad's been gone for a long time now, but he mm -hmm. retired from a manufacturing job, and they were starting that stuff way back when. 
talking about the loss of other jobs. Yeah, and, and the guys would complain about it. Yeah. Okay. Again. Uh, and uh, these guys get paid to do this stuff. Yeah, and they conjure up these jackass stories completely out of thin air. Well, what? By the way, where is the where is the receipts that's backing what he's saying? There aren't any. There aren't any. You're right. There are none. It is frightening, though, that these people actually have a lot of influence, and they see you as just expendable. It doesn't matter if you have a job. It doesn't matter if you have dignity. It doesn't matter. If I mean, dude, there's a national security part <laughs> component of making sure manufacturing stays yes. or comes back to the United States of America. They are willing to sacrifice you in order to serve themselves. And the thing is, you know, for the overwhelming majority of people, it has nothing to do with who has the jobs. It's not about white males. It's that there are jobs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These people try to make race out of everything, and they do. They they make a lot of money doing it. To your point, David, um, when I said, who cares what this guy says? It's like the normal reaction. Yeah. You know what I mean? The the truth is, yeah, it does matter because they have influence. You know, why do they and, go after talk radio all the time for misinformation? And a guy like this is, is heralded and paid lots of money to spew that nonsense. Talk about misinformation. But he has it over the powerful. Unbelievable. Listen, man. I'll go off on a you put a minute on me, okay? All this right. is how it re, this is how it relates to all of us. Okay. <clears throat> I want to hear this. Because you've fallen for it, I've fallen for it, David's fallen for it, and this is how. So, any business you're in, right? Um you'll have people, let's just say the consultancy. This guy's like a consultant. All right? We've all known some great ones in our business that are really smart and can really help you develop, almost like a coach. We know them. So this isn't just a rip on anybody that's in a consultancy, okay? There are also people that can come in, and they're dressed the right way. They use big words. You're the first 10 years to 15 years into a career, and you don't know any better, and all of a sudden this person has you believing that they know so much more than you, and you need to follow their direction. Mm -hmm. That's what this is. And sometimes it takes you a while to figure out the emperor has no clothes. That person's a joke. They couldn't do it on their own. They've proven it. There should be a money ball revolution in that world, too. But they figured out how to make money. Right. And how to wield influence. And just dazzle people. Yes. Yeah. That's And that's what that is. And who wants to be called a racist? Well, nobody no does, right. So that has been used as a weapon against people. Well, I don't want to appear to be racist. I don't want to appear to be transphobic. Those days are over. I say that word. It, those to, words don't mean anything right. they anymore. They used to carry heavy connotations, right? And they still do with some people. Just well, yeah, but not I mean, a lot when everybody's a racist, nobody's a racist. I've said that a hundred times. Yep, it's true. Oh goodness gracious! We, now even Miss USA is rigged. That's rigged. Did you see that story? Really? Stacey Abrams lose that too? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> she was railroaded. <laughs> she was. I <laughs> uh, saw this in the New York Post. Uh, humiliated contestants claimed the 2022 Miss USA pageant was rigged and that the winner of the contest, Miss Texas, Rabani Gabriel, I think that's how you say her name, David, it's capital R apostrophe, capital B-O-N-N-E-Y. Rabani? Uh, I, I think you're safe with that, yeah. Okay. Roll with it. It was predetermined. 
And that's what they're saying, that uh, the other contestants didn't have a fair chance. Uh, Miss Montana fired up the rumor mill, apparently, um, along with some other contestants, saying that you could tell there was favoritism towards Miss Texas, and we have the receipts to prove it. Mm -hmm. Um because of her relationship with so many of the sponsors. It was so bad that when she was awarded, you know how usually all the other ladies are happy for Miss USA? Yes. Not here. They walked off. Mm -hmm. Forget all that. Yeah, listen, they're just jealous because she's hotter than them. Is she, though? I haven't even seen the pictures. She's Miss Texas. Of course she is. (laughs) I don't. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I didn't read far enough. Miss Texas has a penis. No. Oh, really? No. No, I'm just kidding. I just wanted to see if you'd believe <laughs> Holy that. Holy cow! <laughs> just wanted to see if you'd actually believe it. Golly! The rest of the story was true, though. The male part was just a joke. Okay. See, you got to keep your sense of humor. <laughs> got to keep your but sense of humor. But you can believe that. You can believe that. <laughs> Lori Lightfoot in Chicago is putting on a karaoke contest. That and much more coming up. Yeah. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. We are in a battle with the media. Like, the majority of the media has a, a godless agenda. Well, yeah, you got to say Kanye West is right on that. Hey, buddy. That was part of the Tucker Carlson interview last night. And what did you just say, Scott? Uh, he just posted on Instagram that his upcoming L.A. show has been canceled. What? Just hours after the Tucker interview. Canceled. In the post, which was quickly quickly deleted, he wrote, My SoFi Stadium show on November the 4th just got canceled. I wonder if it has something to do with my White Lives Matter t-shirt. Uh-oh. What do you all think? He then shared the screenshot. They said they canceled the show because they don't have enough staff on what? hand to operate uh, the show. What? That's what they said. You have just, enough staff to do football games? Uh, <laughs> not, not for Kanye, apparently. <laughs> Uh, that, and that's something, though. Well, he kind of alluded to that last night, like, hey, man, this is, you know, yeah, this is a dangerous situation for me to be in. We'll see where it goes, man. We got to get to Chicago. Um, Lori Lightfoot, speaking of singing, yeah. karaoke contest, huh? Anybody? What? Yeah, in, a, in, a, in an attempt to boost morale in the city of Chicago, the mayor, Lori Lightfoot, <laughs> is putting on a karaoke contest. Come on. Man, Citywide. Is real? Is this real? Yeah, if you if you oh are crowned God. Chicago's karaoke champion, you get five thousand dollars. According to wow. uh, Chicago Sings, grand? yeah, <laughs> Chicago Sings karaoke dot org, the contest is open to all residents of Chicago aged uh, twenty one and above. Well, I love the comment. Uh, what was it? The comment she made. Everybody loves to karaoke. Yeah. And it's in every neighborhood bar. I understand she doesn't get around regular folks that much. There are a lot of people that do enjoy karaoke. Oh, yeah. There's an equal amount that never want to go to karaoke night anywhere. Okay. Well, I, Don't pretend yeah. everybody loves it. 
Goodness gracious. Well, I saw today on the Today Show that, what, the number one karaoke song ever is uh, Shania Twain's Man, I Feel Like a Woman. Yeah. I've only sang it twice, and, you know. I was, I was waiting for a punchline there. Is that actually true? No, that's actually true. And oh, okay. uh, what was the song? He's by? just going Cliff Clavin random facts <laughs> on the Today Show. <laughs> yeah. By Backstreet Boys. Well, you mentioned karaoke. Yeah. The other one was the Backstreet Boys. That Tell me why that song and that's why you karaoke it it sounds great that's right i know thank you very much no problem hey was this who got suspended at cnn for talking about tube yeah. and oh doing the five knuckle shuffle <laughs> mary Catherine ham did la, one of the la, few la. actual conservative commentator uh, commentators on cnn and she's she, very good she just wrote a piece saying it by the way uh she said in case you're wondering how my punishment for tweeting about Tubin masturbating at work he was off the air for eight months. I was off for seven. Holy smoke. you got to be kidding me. I always thought Jeffrey Tubin got off way more than other people. <laughs> he did. Very easily, too. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, David, what's the latest from New York City? This freaking guy. A lot of whining? Yeah, so the New York City mayor, Eric Adams, is declaring a, an emergency because of the <laughs> migrants that have shown up in his city. Uh, wow. He's saying, well, this is going to cost us. I mean, we're, our, our city services are stretched pretty thin. I mean, dude, when people in Texas said that, we were called literally Nazis. But, okay, I guess it's it's understandable if it's in New York. I don't, I don't know, because real people live there or something. Uh, and listen to this guy as he talks about the migrant crisis that he's dealing with. New York okay. is angry. I am angry, too. We have not asked for this. There was never any agreement to take on the job of supporting thousands of asylum seekers. This responsibility was simply handed to us without warning as buses began showing up. Time out. We'll go back to the audio. You did ask for it. Yeah. Absolutely you did. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely you Sanctuary did. City, we're welcoming. And condemning the mistreatment of the illegals that were pouring into the border right. in Texas. Absolutely. Yeah. No, you did ask for it. Anyway, go ahead. You call yourself a sanctuary city, but you're turning uh, away. Right. I mean, I think we ought to be... Uh, getting the tow trucks ready uh, to take away the Statue of Liberty from New York. No doubt. Because, man. Handed to us without warning as buses began showing up. There's no playbook for this. No precedent. No playbook for it. No precedent. Hmm. The people in Del Rio are expected to just take their licks and deal with it. The people in San Antonio are expected to just deal with it. The people in Dallas-Fort Worth and in... In El Paso, in Houston, all around the country are supposed to just deal with it. But New York is the special one because we all know that people in Laredo were like, yeah, man, we'd love, we would love 
to fill up our homeless shelters and use our limited resources to deal with a bunch of people who we don't know, we'd love to deal with it. Well, people there are not branded. Right. New York City is branded. Golly. Isn't that that dude? Yeah. He, oh, yeah, that's right. He did say that, didn't he? Yeah. It, New York has a brand. Kansas yeah. doesn't have a brand. That's right. Yeah. Come on. No, these people are not in touch with reality. And it does tell you everything about their attitude. Yes, it does. And again, the lack of self-awareness. It's close to parody. I mean, you couldn't write it any better than no. that. Wasn't Joe Biden flying uh, illegals around the country in the middle of the night and dropping yeah. them off in cities that had no idea they were coming? Yes. yes. Okay, just want to make sure I got that right. But that was okay. Th- well, that was different. Yeah. I'm Somehow. not even sure I can explain why it was different, but that was different. Because they had an airplane and they didn't have to ride on a bus. Yeah. Yeah, they got to stretch out on the flight. And- mm-hmm. Well, I could use another one of those left talking points. Um. Eric, I'm sorry you're under duress right now, but it takes everybody. That's true. We can accomplish anything together. Hey, Amen. These... If we can just come together and everyone do your part. Yeah, and this is your part. This is what you wanted. These these migrants, I mean, he said, they're, they're, they're what make America great. They're a net benefit to your society. Why are you, why are you complaining, you bigot? Yes. Get some platitudes together and start working together to solve issues for communities right. by working together. Somebody's good at that. I guess I'm not that good at it. Somebody is. We will work together and yeah. continue to work together right. to address these issues, to tackle these challenges, and to work together as we continue to work operating <laughs> from the new norms, rules, and agreements yeah. that we will convene to work together on uh-huh. to galvanize yeah. global action. With that, I thank you all. This is a matter of urgent priority for all of us, and I know we will work on this together. Yeah, okay, honestly, I can't even remember what that was for, but you just plug it into any situation. Oh, yeah. And, th- and that's what you get today, well, Eric. Vice President Magic 8-Ball. I mean, that's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just keep working together to yeah. solve those issues. That's it. Uh-huh. And and you might want to talk to the vice president about the root causes of how this happens. She's still working on that. And I would like for you to all come together over me. Very good. Mm -hmm. Adam Schiff, remember him? Yeah. Shifty Schiff. Um, Remember when he said he knew Hunter Biden's laptop was Russian disinformation? Yeah. Didn't everybody? Come on. Well, according to the Washington Post now and the reports from the FBI, uh, there's something to that Hunter Biden laptop. Well, they're now reporting that federal investigators think they have enough evidence to lock up the president's son, Hunter Biden, related to foreign business deals and lying on a background check form during the purchase of a gun. Now, when the New York Post first published the story on Hunter Biden's laptop, which contained a ton of information related to these deals, Democrats and their buddies in the media worked overtime to say, hey, this is propaganda from Russia. This is Russian disinformation. Don't even believe it. Representative Adam Schiff on the House Intelligence Committee uh, actually claimed he knew it was Russian disinformation. See? Well, we know that this whole uh, smear on Joe Biden uh, comes from the Kremlin. Uh, that's been clear for well over a year now that they've been pushing this uh, false narrative about the vice president and his son. Hmm. 
So you knew. How did you know when it wasn't true? Because he lies. Of course he does. Is he apologizing today? Oh, no. Any legacy media that ran all that nonsense, are they apologizing today? No, they should. No. Are they bringing up that he lied? Nothing. No. Because no, that's the way it works. Enemy of the people. Just another reminder right there. Speaking of enemy of the people, I'll just let you have the floor, David. Explain this oh story gosh. with Amazon and suicide kits. Oh, oh my it, gosh, dude. This is, a, this is a chilling story. So Amazon is being sued for selling suicide kits to teenagers. Uh, this has been talked about for years. The earliest mention of it I actually saw was in 2015. But it was a case out of Pennsylvania. But it rarely makes it into the mainstream. Because, uh, I mean, this was a surprise to me. I'll admit it this morning when I found this. I, had, I, I did not realize this was going on and this was such a big issue. Uh, but apparently they sell a pure form of a chemical that's basically guaranteed to kill you. And if you buy it, Amazon will, you know, with their helpful little suggestions, let you bundle it with a guide on how to kill yourself and another medication that will prevent you from throwing up the chemical. So now there's a lawsuit over it. And by the way, just ancillary note here, you know who's representing Amazon? Who? Perkins Coy. That's the same firm that helped push the Trump-Russia hoax on behalf of the Clinton campaign. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wrap your wow, head around man. that, man. Uh, uh, so a lawyer named Kerry Goldberg is, one of, is the one leading the lawsuit, which was actually filed in February. Uh, she was supposed to do a CBS segment about it, but CBS canceled it. So here's the story as she tells it. She just put this out uh, last night, I believe, on Twitter. Uh, she says, Amazon also routinely removes one-star reviews from grieving family members trying to warn about the dangers of this chemical. Amazon's own search engine helped guide people to the product through autofills. She also says she's heard from parents all over the country whose kids ingested it, regretted it, and immediately tried to get help. But because there's no label on the bottle that would tell you like what is actually in it, EMTs didn't know what to do. And in fact, you can pretty easily take care of it with a substance called uh, methylene blue. But EMTs just don't know what they're dealing with, so they're not trained on how to how to resuscitate or save the lives of people who take it and then realize, oh my gosh, I don't want to do this. So Carrie Goldberg, again, the lawyer, reached out to 60 Minutes about it because she had been on 60 Minutes a couple of years ago. Okay. Uh, as she writes it, quote, they told us they didn't think they could get the 13 minutes they need for a 60-minute segment and urged us to work with their news team. You're telling me that the largest marketplace the world has ever seen is pushing suicide kits on teenagers, and you don't think you can get a 13-minute segment on that? Dude, we should go through everything 60 Minutes has ran over the just, last couple of years. Absolutely. Say, yep, just that, we got time that. for that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But not this. Uh, the, it's Yeah. Now, they said maybe they could get... Uh, two five-minute segments on consecutive days during, like, National Bullying Month. Uh, but Or anti-bullying, whatever the verbiage is there. Uh, but they did have reporters who wanted to do the story. There were two reporters who were adamant, I want to do this story. I think this is really important. Uh, then, as she writes, this past Friday, when CBS was in the process of filming our client's air travel to New York for filming, the producer called me to tell me he was very sorry. Turns out... He said the higher-ups at CBS quashed the story. CBS spiked the story. And Dude. 
the reason given was they didn't want to risk anybody dying from suicide on account of their segment. But come on. <laughs> no, no, not buying that. You're telling me you don't want parents knowing about this? Yeah. Really? And that you think that it's going to spur some people on? You you would rather take that risk than letting people know that this is actually out there. I'm not buying that at all. No, nope. not at all. There was a congressional hearing about it. That wasn't publicized, by the way. But there there was actually a congressional hearing about what was going on with this lawsuit because obviously parents are really concerned. Now, CBS actually has a massive streaming deal with Amazon. And Viacom, what? Viacom CBS has a big deal for its entire broadcast footprint on Amazon Web Services. Were- See, dude, dude, we've talked about this so many times. I'll make it quick. It is that the people that are in charge of what makes it on the air are the dangerous ones. And I think there are some decent reporters out there. How many times now have we heard in the last few years there has been a reporter that has a freaking bombshell story, yeah. whether it's about sexual assault, abuse, this story, and it gets spiked. We could have known about Harvey Weinstein a long time ago or even Epstein. ABC had that story. Yeah. It got spiked. It happens all the time. (laughs) Wow, man. By the way, I Googled that just suicide kit under news. If you Google it, it's going to say, here's the prevention hotline because they think that, okay. There's one story about it. That's it. And that's from law.com. Yeah. About the lawsuit. I saw that one. Yeah. That's it. Dude, this is a massive story. You're at a massive cover up. I mean, there's yes, a sensitive is. way to go about telling people that this is happening without, you know, basically yes. giving people, uh, you know, ideas on how to end their own lives. But this is a big deal. And the fact that no major media outlet really wants to talk about it. And in fact, CBS, one of the largest broadcasters in the country, said, yeah, you know what? We don't know if we can make 13 minutes out of that on 60 minutes. And in fact, <laughs> we're not even going to give you two five-minute segments, okay? Wow. Is, that's a cover-up that is on such a massive scale with such massive repercussions. It's hard for me to escape Donald Trump's saying about the fake news media being the enemy of the people. They are totally the enemy of the people. Your friends don't do that to you. They don't. No. No, it's not too much to say that. It's absolutely the truth. Um, Oh, I mentioned this earlier on a lighter note. (laughs) Jeez. America's first gourmet restaurant for dogs just opened. Oh, I'm not surprised about that. It's so stupid. Of course it is, but it's a niche market, man. Okay, are you going to tell me a dog can tell the difference between gourmet and something else? Well, yeah, I think think dogs can. Don't you know dogs that don't eat like you get a certain kind of dog food? They just don't like it. Okay. I'm just telling when you. my dog was dying and we decided, hey, why not just, you know, let her enjoy it? David, you gave me that advice. Oh, yeah. It was ice cream. It was a different thing. Cheeseburger. That dog had no chance to taste it. It's <laughs> and gone. <laughs> no taste in that. Come on. All right. <laughs> I can't, I, I'm laughing. You just stay here. A news update you want to hear next. Right, the Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. 
David, you sent this video to Scott and I. This is wild. It is wild. Dude, yeah, I'm kind of amazed that there isn't a national conversation about this one, but I'm not surprised. A police officer shot a teenager who was eating a burger in a McDonald's parking lot, and weirdly enough, again, it's not a national conversation. It's happened in San Antonio on Sunday. Why Uh, would that be? Well, because the person who was shot was not a black man. It was a 17-year-old white, maybe Hispanic man. Got it. Okay. Uh, cop, the cops just put out the video yesterday, uh, and also announcing the officer involved has been fired. Um, the body cam footage shows the rookie cop been on the force for about seven months. They said, mm-hmm. uh, walking up to this car, which he apparently thought was the same vehicle that had sped away from him the previous day. So he opens up the car door and this teenager sitting there, he's eating his McDonald's. Uh, cop tells him to get out of the car. Dude puts his hands on the steering wheel. It looks like he touches the gear shift maybe, but I can't tell if that was on accident because he just panicked or what. Yeah. But he, but at any rate, he, he's getting his hands on the wheel. The cop panics and then shoots him. As the teenager starts driving away, the cop fires more shots at the back of the car. Mm-hmm. Like there, there's a lot of mistakes there, obviously, and that's why he got fired. Okay, uh, from the part of the video that I'm watching, does he still have the burger in his hand? It looks like he was putting it down or something, like he's dropping it and then putting his hands on the steering wheel, and the car starts rolling back. And again, that's why I mentioned the gear shift yeah. thing. I didn't know if he was throwing it in reverse on purpose or on accident. I don't know. It didn't look – I don't know. But the 17-year-old wound up, like, speeding away and then was found later and was taken to the hospital in critical condition. Yes, Okay. You know, I had to watch that twice because I kept thinking, does he have a, did he pull a weapon? No. Just because of the reaction. Yeah, it was, it was sort of strange. And you get, okay. Yeah. You always have to say this, so you're not taken out of context, I guess. No, he didn't deserve to be shot. We know that. It appeared the burger was still in his hand as he puts it on the steering wheel. You're not sure? Yeah. Because from the video, it is, you know, it's somewhat dark. And again, if you're to tell your own kid, hey, what are you doing in that situation? First of all, the cop pulls you over, put the burger no, down. But here's the thing. The cop didn't pull him over. Did not pull him no, over. No, he was in the park. He was sitting in his car in the parking lot. Oh, jeez. Eating the burger. And the cop opens up. And so this kid's probably like, what the hell am I supposed to What is going on here? Why is there this no cop doubt. yelling at me? And he freaks out. This case is everything they tried to make Rayshard Brooks out to be in Atlanta. Right. And... and no one, there's no weeping and wailing. Van Jones isn't on CNN. <laughs> we need to have a conversation about police brutality. Right. Because he's the wrong, cause the, the, the person who was shot in this case, well, was the wrong skin color. What a bunch of frauds. <laughs> they are frauds. Wow, man. Holy smokes. And yeah, he should be fired right away. Yeah. Glad he is. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Biggest story of the day. I'm interested in what you think it is, because there's a lot going on. Yeah, there is. Uh, to me, one of the biggest stories is the New York City mayor is whining about having to deal with migrants now. After, you know, hey, he's reiterated the call that New York City is a sanctuary city, and now he's worried about resources being drained by all these people showing up unannounced. Yes. Yeah. Meanwhile, Biden's saying, oh, man, we need to do something for midterms. Hey, if you're in jail because of weed... Uh, we're going to let you out. <laughs> yeah. Boy, that if that's not a Hail Mary pass. No, it, right? Yeah. Fourth uh, and long. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Um, 
Okay, you got to tell me. An NBC reporter actually said we've never heard of anything to suggest Hunter Biden involved his dad. Yeah. That's not real. Yeah. Hell, my next. All right, the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Let's start here. Um, Hunter Biden could be in some trouble. Yeah, we've said this for a long time. It feels like legacy media is catching up, at least in a way. We thought, but maybe not. Yeah, I don't know. The Washington Post is reporting that federal investigators think they've got the goods on Hunter Biden enough to prosecute him over taxes and what, some of the shady business dealings he was doing overseas. Uh, in addition to lying on a background check form to purchase a gun. And uh, I think it's interesting because this is one of those other, to me, it's like another example of a slow creep to get maybe some pressure on Joe Biden to leave. They know this isn't working out, so people are strategically leaking to usually pretty Biden-friendly media outlets to build the case for after the midterms. Like, hey, Joe. Listen, this all goes away if you if you go away. Okay, your son's not going to go to prison. Just tell people you have dementia and pack your bags. I tend to think that's true. But if you don't want to go this way, not only are we going to nail him, we're going to nail you. Yeah, yeah, that's what it seems. Uh, but it's interesting to see NBC's Ken Delanian still trying to provide cover for Joe Biden, who is involved in this. We know he's involved in it. Yes, and again, oh, yeah. Tony Bobolinsky is not part of this story, right. which is amazing. <laughs> right. The FBI still hasn't talked to him. Yeah. He's the business partner. Mm-hmm. Anyway, go ahead. In terms of like corruption, conflict of interest, we've never heard a hint that that was that there were potential criminal charges there because Hunter Biden wasn't well, an office holder. It was perfectly legal for him to take money from foreign <laughs> governments uh, as long as it wasn't. Go ahead, Scott. Good golly, man. <laughs> Did anybody listen to Bobolinsky? They Did know. anybody hear what he had to say? They Does know. anybody wonder who the big guy is? Who else could it be? They well, know just it. stop it. I mean, also, with this gaslighting nonsense. I mean, there's the voicemail that came out where yes. Hunter Biden, or I'm sorry, that Joe left for Hunter talking yeah. about a story about his business deals and said, I think you're in the clear. In the clear. Yes. Well, I've never There's heard been, anything we don't know why. to suggest what? that it's uh, together. Was he wasn't in- inappropriately giving them information from his family or something. There's no hint of that. As no bad hint. as it looks, we should all acknowledge it looked terrible. He did this while his father was vice president and in charge of Ukraine issues. And he was taking $50,000 a month from that energy company. But no hint that he was ever going to be charged on that count. But again, yes, the tax charges, uh, it's a fairly simple proposition. Oh, make it stop. Just, I think when you said gaslighting, I'm going to use that word. I know it's overused. It is, but it's appropriate. It is appropriate. Okay. We've heard it and we've seen it. Switching gears. And you're telling me what I heard and saw didn't, it doesn't exist. So one of the things that parents are facing right now is trying to protect their kids from a social contagion. That will tell them that they're the opposite sex. Yeah. They're in the wrong body, and you need yeah. to start taking puberty blockers. Yeah. 
So there's some inside information going on here, David. Yeah, well, just put it that way. Yeah, there's a Reuters piece that actually came out, and I was surprised to see Reuters do this because, you know, the transactivist mob is so powerful in the social media and traditional media realm. I'm surprised they actually put themselves out there. But it has to do with a couple of the manufacturers that make puberty blockers and, well, the lack of safety trials. Because, as we've mentioned before, and sometimes I think it gets kind of... uh, pushed into the corner in the part of the herb as because the rest of the story is so crazy but the fda has not approved these drugs for gender transition yes they and have- i will tell you that as you've mentioned it before i really didn't realize it that it was approved for something else yeah it's an off not use. for transitioning yeah. i didn't know this either <laughs> David's I, over there. I've said it before, you two old numbskulls. We've been talking about this for this months. months. <laughs> I'm sorry, but, man. I... But yeah, there there is no. I mean, the FDA does not has not cleared it. You know. Um, so how do doctors get away with prescribing it? Oh, it's like off label use and all of this stuff. So they just write the prescription and they give these uh, these drugs. I mean, you're talking about the the drug Lupron, for example. Uh, and so Reuters, they put out data on uh, about the rising number of children and adolescents adopting a transgender identity and looking for medical interventions. Um, and so when you're talking about between the years of 2017 and 2021, about 18,000 children aged 6 to 17 got puberty blockers or cross-sex hormones. Now, despite this widespread adoption of it, uh, not only has the FDA not cleared it for use for that purpose, but uh, the drugs manufacturers actually will not conduct safety trials for their use in treating gender dysphoria in adolescents. They don't, they don't want to do it. And why is that? Well, because they're making a ton of money off of it. And well, here, here, okay, Dr. Brad Miller is quoted here. He's the division director of pediatric endocrinology at the University of Minnesota Medical School uh, and said several other doctors told. Uh, told him and, and Reuters that they had repeatedly asked the manufacturers, AbbVie and Endo, and other manufacturers of puberty blockers to seek that approval for that particular treatment, and they said the companies always declined. Miller said, well, they would say it would cost a lot of money to get approval, and they're not interested in going there because transgender treatment was a political hot potato. In other words, we don't want to know the truth. So, and we don't want other people to know the truth because we're raking in cash. Right. But one thing they do know about, but they don't let it out, is that there are massive side effects to these drugs. Absolutely. And, I mean, there are mental health side effects, clearly, which is particularly dangerous because a a child who is uh, going through gender dysphoria, whatever you want to call it, um, is already at a higher risk for things like suicidal ideation, attempts, things like that. Well, these drugs completely mess with your brain chemistry and make it more likely that you may do something. You may act out and harm yourself or others. I mean, it's it's not a healthy thing. And I shared the anecdote uh, from from a few months ago, having a, a conversation with a doctor who prescribes like testosterone for men, usually in their 50s or 60s or older, uh, and him telling me, well, I wouldn't give you, you're 35, I wouldn't give you testosterone. But they're talking about doing that to like a 12-year-old girl, 
Which right, because be, once you're on it, you never stop. Yeah, it, it's absolutely insane. And also, yes, if you if you stop taking whatever hormone, whatever you know, cross sex hormones, if you're a girl and you're taking testosterone and you stop taking testosterone, mm-hmm. the downfall is or coming down off of it is horrible. I mean, you're they and you're are, not, and, and that that's this part. You're not even getting into the bone density issue. Oh no! I mean, it it, well, com- yeah. it completely interrupts your development as a human, regardless of what's going on between your ears. Just your body development, it completely screws it up. And you don't get it back. No, you as don't. they as they want to, you know, the trans activists say, well, it's it's just like taking a time out. No, it's not. It's so misleading. Yeah. They lie their butts off. It's evil, man. Golly. Speaking of evil, see what happened uh, where a gay Palestinian was kidnapped and beheaded this week. Damn. And his body paraded through a Palestinian neighborhood. Hmm. So the Daily Wire had the story. And I only bring that up not to spend a whole lot of time on it. But you're reminded again and again what happens in the rest of the world with people as you hear talking points about an assault on the LGBTQ community in America. Yeah. Give me a break. Well, a lot of the people who who are yapping about that are all pro-Palestinian. Right. Because they don't have the slightest idea what's going on. Yeah, of course not. It's like Israel is running an apartheid government. Exactly. Yes. Blah, 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 blah. Yes. Right. Instead of reading the story, gruesome footage of Ahmad Hakman Hamdi Abu Marakaya. Nice. Thank you. A body being carried through the West Bank city of Hebron and left dismembered on a roadside went viral on social media after his death Wednesday. Okay. Uh, Rita Petrenko, CEO for the Different House, which provides a haven near Tel Aviv for LGBTQ Muslims and Arabs who face persecution from Palestinian extremists, said, we're shocked. He was part of an LGBT pride group we started in the South. Many people knew of him. That's probably why he was targeted. Right. Would be my guess. Um, As we mentioned earlier, Kanye West making a lot of news, especially the interview he did with Tucker Carlson last night. Um, One of the things he talked about in that interview was he had no idea of being married to Kim Kardashian how close she was with the Clintons. Oh, wow. This was something, wasn't it? It, it was yeah. sort of eye-opening. It was wild that I didn't know how close my own wife was to the Clintons. I didn't know, you know, I, I, I didn't realize it at the time. That you were married to her. And, well, I was married to her. How close was she to the Clintons? I mean, cell phone away, like, or, hey, tell Ye to say this away, or, hey, go out and use your platform to push uh, the vaccination away. I mean, not away, but, like, take the away part, but, you Do know. you feel like yeah. at times you were manipulated by political forces through your wife? Attempt manip- manipulation. But, yes, there was some manipulation. Me not saying I like Trump yeah. was a, a form of uh, a manipulation. So he went on to say mm-hmm. he always liked Trump but was afraid to say it early on because at that point, I'm paraphrasing, he would care a lot about what the people around him thought of him saying such a thing. And people were saying, you're going to ruin your career if you say you like Trump. It's going to be over. Finally, he got to the point where he just decided he was going to be honest. It's fascinating stuff. Everything with the Clintons. I just feel like you have to take a shower after being around <laughs> these people. It's like the stench of the Clintons are all over you. You know, it's, it is. 
Meanwhile, uh, David, when I saw that you had uh, some audio here, I was cracking up because as Kanye is making news, yeah, you have a clip of Kim Kardashian. I do. And it's bringing up something that drives Robbins insane. It, it, it's about the mystery. Well, to Robbins, I think we've explained it very well on this I show. I do, too. But the, the mystery of Pete Davidson's ability to land hot tail. All and the time. Like like Kate Beckinsale, Ariana Grande, Kim Kardashian, one of them. Uh, and it turns out, yeah, the middle reliever theory is true. It's, you know, he's he's not a starter, he's not a closer, but he'll give you 40 pitches every, you know, every other game or whatever. And he'll be there for a while. Yeah, he'll get the starter out of a jam. You know, if the starter is starting to struggle, just walked in a run, got loaded bases on two outs, he can come in and get that third out for you. It's fine. Yeah. Um, Not a franchise player. Gets valuable, traded a lot. though. Valuable. Very valuable. Yeah, you need that middle guy. I mean, it's right? like yeah. baseball guys know that this guy is really good at what his job is. He does it very, very well. That's what Pete Davidson is in the dating world. Yeah. Um, now, on, on the latest episode of The Kardashians, which was actually filmed in February, yes, I actually watched The Kardashians after I saw this clip. I was searching oh. through it a little bit. I watched like five minutes of it to try to find okay. this clip. But Kim Kardashian actually talks about their relationship. To give you, Scott, sort of an explanation. Pete has the best heart. I feel like people, they have this, like, idea of him that he dates all these hot girls. And, like, he does, but he's just, like, the sweetest, most thoughtful person. I think I'll just get those, too. And I'm here in Milan and thinking about him, so just want to pick up just, like, a little thoughtful gift. Such a good heart. Yeah. Sweetest, thoughtful. Yeah. It's funny. Now, I'm telling you, Giselle Bunchton will be dating him in two months. She's not hot enough. Oh, she, <laughs> she's got some dough, though. She's a high roller. She's mm, profile. I don't think so. No, where, where do you think he goes next? What? Who's next on Dude, the list I, of Pete I, Davidson? I don't know, man. Jennifer <laughs> Granholm. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious, man. Yes, yes. <laughs> Holy smokes, man. I don't know, that guy, I, that, that, guy, that guy is like the Forrest Gump of the dating world in the celebrity is. world. Yes, it's he awesome. falls into these things. And- well, dude, you're going to force me to say something because I can only take this so far. All right, what do you got? There, there's something in his dating past with all these ladies. They're... There's a little bit of dirtiness there. That's all I'm going to say. I'll leave it at that. Like you're tell- Are you telling me that he's ground zero for monkeypox? No, 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 no. I'm saying... He's jumping off the top rope. I'm saying if you're talking about Giselle, that's like another level that not even Pete Davidson can reach. Okay? These other women have some sordid past with dating. Gotcha. That's all I'm saying. Right. Okay. Okay? I don't know if you saw the headline. I know we got to move on to other things. Um, about Giselle and... The divorce with Tom Brady. After the divorce settlement, she's expected to own at least three times as many Super Bowl rings as Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Got me on that one. It's a Babylon B headline. The B is the best. All right, news update, and then Friday 5 coming up right here. Morning, Van Camp and Robin Show. 
Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Check it. Let me start off with two words. Made in America. <laughs> Made in America. <laughs> okay. That's Joe Biden today. No, it isn't. That's today. <laughs> That's today. <laughs> two words, Scott. Made in America. Made in America. Yeah, two. Yeah. Okay. Wait, <laughs> it's... The stutter is really, really hampering him, isn't it? Jeez. It's something, man. It really is something. There's no doubt about that. I just heard something that's crazy to me, and we're going to have to get to it, the rest of it, later in the show. Corey Bush has a book out. She's been doing interviews. Okay. Talking about a lot of nonsense like defund the police. Now we still need to defund the police. Right. Obviously, pro-abortion. Yes. But talks about her experience with her second abortion where she tried to stop it and they wouldn't let her and they forced her. Yeah. I I just watched that clip and we'll have it in about half an hour. It's it is honestly I mean, she has a propensity to lie and and overstate things. But the way that she talks about it, it is it is gutting to me. I mean, it's, it's very sad. Well, the abortion industry, I'm sure, is trying to say, ah, right. Stop that clip. Stop that. Holy smokes, man. Mm. That is wild. Daddy-o. All right. We got a Friday Five to get ready for. David, it's your idea. Please explain what we're doing today. Well, there was a court ruling that sent uh, the lawsuit and challenge to DACA that protects, you know, illegal immigrants who came here as kids. Um, And so, you know, we hear about the Dreamers. Why not top five songs with Dream in the title? Love it. Dream in the title. Yes. Got it. You want to get in early, 210-619-2053. Again, 210-619-2053, the Friday Five. Songs with Dream, or Dream, Dreamer, in the title. We'll kick it off next right here. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. It's Friday. That means countdown time. The Friday Five started off like this. The countdown is on. You know what this means? It's our favorite time of the week. Anybody wants to get mellow, you can get the f*** out of here. All right. The Friday Five. It will test your head and your mind and your brain. On the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Yes. Friday five today, David. Great idea. Yeah, you well, had the story. Yeah, because the federal appeals court says DACA, the Obama era program designed to protect illegal immigrants from deportation, is unlawful. We're hearing a lot about the Dreamers now, so we're doing our part and doing top five songs with Dream in the title. Ah, oh, yeah. Ruled illegal. Wow. So sad. <laughs> Trump tried to do something about it. They didn't want it. Uh-huh. Well, and also, I just want to say, for the record, you and I have been a supporters of Dokken for a long time. You never were a supporter of Dokken. I am now. Okay. He's evolved. Yes. Got it. 
Okay, who's first today as far as dream songs? And I got to tell you, everything in the five deserves to be there. Good stuff. Yeah. I'm Mr. Positive. Are you kidding? Mm. Let's go. All right. Uh, let's start off with Brian. Hey, Brian. Hey, good morning. Aloha Friday, gentlemen. Aloha, Brian. What you hey, thinking like today? To, I would like to dedicate this to John Podesta because he's the only one that can scream louder than this lead singer on this song because of the leaked emails on Hunter's laptop. Let's, <laughs> say with, uh, let's go with Dream On by Aerosmith. Yes. You're going to have a great weekend. Yeah. Number one. to talk over some of these songs because you just want to let them roll. Okay, when we're going by how big of a hit or how iconic is a song, that's a 10. Yes. Test of Time, that's a 10. And it was number one for all of us, correct? Yeah. I think so. That was undisputed. That's never happened. I I don't think it's ever happened. It happens occasionally. Man, not very often. I never get tired of this song. I've played it a million times, but man... That was actually the first song I played on rock radio. Is it really? By, yes. Yep. Midnight on a Saturday night. Man, what a terrible DJ. <laughs> that first air check. Holy cow. Uh, that's, okay. Uh, that's another that time. We, all right. Let's get, yeah, to, number, right. let's yeah. get to the next call. Uh, all right. Let's talk to Bill. Hey, Bill. Hey, guys. Uh, hello from Delaware. Um, my song is a three-word title, uh, and it's called Sweet Dreams. By the Eurythmics. <laughs> <laughs> <Bill>. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> Making Good Delaware one. proud. Sweet dreams are made of this was close to being in my top five. But I just, my personal like on the song is not very high. So. See, my personal like brought it down too. But in terms of hit and test of time, it's yeah, big. Yeah. I mean, that's a 10 and a 10. Wait a second. What was that top 40? How big a hit was that? I think it was number one song, wasn't it? Really? I remember I summer of 83, it was everywhere, for like me. all over yes. MTV and all that stuff. I didn't know it was that big a hit. And if you're thinking, hey, you, you know, sometimes can call out other people about not doing the research. Mm-hmm. My test of time on that was like a seven or eight. Yeah. Maybe I went too low, but the personal no. like was low enough. I knew it wouldn't make it. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was a number one song. There you go. Yeah. Wow, man. You top 40 guys, Scott. You played some bad stuff. Okay, who's next? <laughs> That's a good song. <laughs> Let's who's talk, next? Let's talk to John. Hey, John. Good afternoon and happy Friday. Hi, John. John. I, uh, I, uh, my hopes were dashed for a, a number one after losing out with uh, Boston last week. Still haven't forgiven you, Scott, but it's okay. Right. That's all right. I wanted to find a... I wanted to suck up and find a Gordon Lightfoot song, but he doesn't have any songs with dreams in it. All right, you got, you know, John, you're the Seriously. best. Get beat up everywhere. Yeah, I, 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 I try. So I'm going to go with uh, something good that came out of New York as opposed to the last mayoral election. How about Blondie dreaming? Wow, man. You know what? It didn't quite make my five but I am a fan of Blondie, and I get ripped on it for being a fan of Blondie quite a bit, actually, in this show. So thank you, John. Recognizing Boston should have been number one last week, and this is a good song. Okay, 
before we move on, there's a lot of great songs to get to. I don't want to take too much time. Is there any other band that sounds like Blondie? No. There really isn't to me. Not really. Her voice. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it's just totally original. There's yeah. no one that sounds like that. Okay. Now on with the cat down. Let's talk to Woody. Hey, Woody. Aloha, guys. Love your hey. show. Mrs. Woody and I are on our dream vacation on Maui, but just like last week, you're still top of mind. <laughs> That's awesome. Thanks, Woody. Thanks. My song, Glenn Campbell, Dreams of the Everyday Housewife. Wow, man. Yeah. Sure the dreams of the everyday housewife you see everywhere any time of the day. <laughs> it sounds like it would be made up. My mom had the album. I, my parents had this too. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember hearing a lot it. Yeah. Growing up. yeah, yeah. It was almost like me being there wasn't a dream fulfilled enough. <laughs> anyway, on with the countdown. Who's next? Yeah, let's talk to Mary. Hey, Mary. Hey, guys. Hi, Mary. Mary, great to hear on. from you. Well, um, yeah. Now that I'm out of the. Uh, Duct tape and handcuffs. I was able to call today. <laughs> Good deal. <laughs> From last week, yes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Actually, I was at a wedding, but my song was number one, but then he said it wasn't on, so he didn't even give me a song now. But I was, so I have a couple. Uh-huh. He didn't take my my guess. Well, you kind of run this place as far as I'm concerned, Mary. You can do whatever you want. What yeah, are you absolutely. thinking? Absolutely. Go ahead. Throw one out. Well, the only one I could throw out is like Dreamweaver. Daydream believer, or um, all I have to do is dream. <laughs> well, you know what? Let's just, we'll just start rolling. I you can get me and this, Mary, you should know, made Robin's top five. Yep. What number was it for you? Like four or three? I don't know. I don't remember. I think it was three. Yeah. This thing is. When I hear this song, I think of summer. I think yeah. it was 76. 75, 76. 76, 76. Five. Five, was it? Yeah. Okay, well, you would know, Rayman. I don't, I don't remember that one. I remember, so I get called names. <laughs> no, it's not a name. That's a, that's a, that's a good thing. Rayman was a great, great character. Yeah. Can you sing along with this? <laughs> you should have did that louder. It wasn't loud enough for the mic. Yeah. That's too bad. What else did Mary mention? I forgot already. ADD. Yeah. I forgot too. Eh? Dream a little dream, I think, was one of them. Oh yeah, there was a I don't lot even know of. If we have them. that one or not? Do we? Mama Cass. Yeah, Mama we got Cass. Mama Cass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh huh. She mentioned that one. Yes. I didn't bring it over yet. Okay, I'll get to it. It's all right. All right. Who's next? Uh, let's talk to. <laughs> let's talk to Dolly. I wonder where this one's going. Greetings, <laughs> coming. I got the. Today I identify as Dolly from Tennessee, and I want to know what time and place to meet Van Camp so I can hand-feed him some grapes. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday's reference. You tell me, I'll just Dolly. let you know, if you listen all week, you'll know every reference Dolly's about to make. Yep. <laughs> On a serious note, though, I am very concerned about Robin's health. I think he suffered a stroke last week when he rated Gordon Lightfoot, if you can read my mind, higher than peace of mind. Boston. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you. <laughs> taking a beating for that one. Uh, I want to do over. Ill, and speaking of mentally ill people, 
I heard part of an interview by Oprah Windbag with Whoopsie Goldberg. <laughs> yes. When, yes. When Whoopsie, yes. Well, when Whoopsie walked in, Windbag said to her, "Ho, you fat." <laughs> oh, you found another reference. Yeah. Yes, Dolly. So what are you thinking yeah. for a dream song? Well, I think of a dream song. It describes a new government program that's just announced by President Magoo, and that's the Dream Police. A cheap trick. Yes, oh, yeah. well played. I always thought if Cheap Trick was on the Muppets, the Muppets would sing the background part. (laughs) I could go on about Cheap Trick for a while. Great band. Uh, I love that song. I never turned it off. Nope, me either. Um, Could have easily made the five. If we were doing like personal stereo, your favorites, that's definitely. Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. Thank you for that one. Appreciate it. All right. Who's next, David? Uh, Let's talk to Larry. Hey, Larry. Hey guys. Hey Larry. Hey Larry. I wish I could Hey, I wish I could do a perfect Irish accent, but this is Larry Opeck from Eugene, Oregon. <laughs> hey Larry. <laughs> and How's the poetry next coming? To me is my Yeah, well, sitting next to me is my really big fat girlfriend, Patio Furniture. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm going to go with the Mamas and the Papas California Dreaming. All right. Well played. Number 3. Okay, so we got a Gen Xer, yeah. a millennial, and a boomer on this show. Yeah. The millennial and the Xer had this up there. It doesn't make the boomers top five. No, it didn't. Okay, that that's, that's a ten for iconic and a hit, right? Yeah. And that's a ten for test of time, right? Ten. Absolutely. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. And then it's down to personal life. You just don't like the song? No, I really don't. Okay. It's not. Have you ever heard Gordon Lightfoot's cover of it? <laughs> I've heard get Tesla's on. cover of it. Jackass. Really Let's good. just get on with oh. the countdown, shall we? Oh, wow. <laughs> Golly. I haven't even. It's, it's everybody you, else. Yeah, oh, come on. Now you're jumping in, too. No, listen. When you put Lightfoot in front of Boston last week, I think you got people angry. I'm just saying. That's it. Yeah part of it but we're doing dream songs today uh still looking for number two number four and number five and if you want to get in it's 210-619-2053 and we'll wrap it up next Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. And a news update to get to in less than 15 minutes in the Scott Robbins trifecta. We're doing the Friday Five today. Songs with Dream in the title. Aerosmith Dream On was number one. Oh, that's Mama Cass. Honorable mention for Mary. Also had, well, number three. Mamas and the Papas. California Dreaming. Also had honorable mentions from Blondie, Cheap Trick, and others. And now back to it, David. Yeah. All right. Uh, Feeling the vibe. Let's talk to Corey. Hey, Corey. Yeah. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, happy Friday, boy. Corey. Great to hear from you. Uh, 
from you, man. Yes. You Tell me I've got back on track. Yes. Yes, man. This one's for Jamie. Yes, here we go. You got to think of the, we're at this time of year where things are a little dark and Halloween is right around the corner. <laughs> we're talking shredding, distorted guitar, piercing vocals with a subtle horn. No, 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 rocking from docking about a psychopath maniac. <laughs> we are the Dream Warriors. Yes. Searing guitar from George Lynch. That was from one of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. There's a big video for that. And you know who the girl was in the video? No. Patricia Arquette. Now, on with the countdown. <laughs> that was very Casey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who would go on to star in such roles as... All right, well, we got, we got uh, David up next. Hey, David. Well, happy Friday, gentlemen. You too, David. What's going on, man? We love David. <laughs> I was waiting for that. Hey, life is good. We got baseball playoffs, football. The leaves are falling. The temperatures dropping. All uh, good. Yeah. Anyway, um, I tried to think of Scotty's pick when I did my pick. Here we go. So I'm going to go with the gal I fell in love with when I first saw her back in the early seventies. Dreams by Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, Stevie. Wow. Number five. David really channeled Robbins there. Mm-hmm. Didn't didn't you have this like in your top two? Me? Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, you did. Yeah, Maybe, yeah my yeah. Been. This huge record. Yeah. Yeah, I remember going through the different things, and you love the song. Test the timer. I like the song. Yes. All right. Good job, David. Picking that one. We're still looking for number two and four. Who's next, David? Uh, let's talk to Robert. Hey, Robert. Yeah. Hey, what's up? Hey, so first time caller. Love your show. Um, Thanks, man. I'm thinking uh, Dreamer from Super Tramp. Oh, yeah. Yes. Also channeling Robin. Not so much. I didn't have that in my five. No, but you love Super Tramp. I like Super Tramp. Yeah. yeah. What's wrong with that? Nothing wrong with that. Jeez, Mr. Sensitive. Um, All right, who's next, Dave? Uh, Quite talk- the career that Dawkin had, but hey, you know, not <laughs> let's, bad. Let's talk to Bo. Hey, Bo. Hey, boys. Hey, Bo. Hey, how's it going? Good, man. Hey, man, what you got? Well, I'm going to ride Corey's coattails a little bit, give some love to the hair rockers, and nothing rhymes with rocking like Dawkin, but I'm going to say, in my dreams. Two docking songs. Wow. We have the greatest listeners of any radio show on the planet. (laughs) I guess. All right. We got to cut the line. We got to get to four and two, right? Yeah. What do you want first? Uh, Let's hit four. All right. Number four. Go for it. Number four. It sounds weird because the song was out in 86, and I really started loving it five years ago because I saw an old live performance of Sammy the way he sings on that song. It is a test of timer and a big hit. Two years ago yesterday, Eddie passed. Yeah. So our number two, great song. I'm telling you, yes, if Led Zeppelin's Rock and Roll and Juice Newton's Queen of Hearts had a baby, this would be it. Number two. I'm running down the drink. 
Friday, five Aerosmith, Tom Petty, Mama's in the Poppin' Van Halen, and Sweetwood Mac. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Hit it. Okay. We got a big news update to get to, and the biggest story of the day, if you had to name one, David. Oh, the biggest story of the day to me is you get a jobs report out that shows that hiring is slowing, the workforce participation rate is going down, going in the wrong direction, people falling out of the workforce. Um, but the president says, hey, we've created a record number of jobs, which is mm, not God. how any of this actually works. Mm. And the um, White House economist says things are looking good. Yeah, no. That, yeah. Remain calm, all is well. <laughs> all right, yeah. Uh, also, uh, you mentioned this a little while ago, and I can't wait to get to this clip because it is just heartbreaking. It's Cori Bush, far left Congresswoman, talking yes. about her abortion. It's heartbreaking. Yeah, the abortion industry is not going to like this. We'll get to that and the Robin Stripe Factor next. Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. So Joe Biden, a Hail Mary pass. Uh, I guess you'd call it a Hail Mary puff puff pass, uh, is issuing a mass pardon for people who have been convicted of federal crimes related to simple marijuana possession. Not drug running, not, you know, not other crimes involving marijuana, but if you got busted for weed and you were uh, thrown in jail... Uh, under uh, federal law, then that is getting wiped away. But there's okay. an in- yeah. yeah. Somebody pointed out to me that, well, apparently this is uh, very racist and xenophobic because I'm quoting here from the order, this pardon does not apply to individuals who were non-citizens not law- lawfully present in the United States at the time of their offense. Oh, Illegal yeah. aliens, sorry. Yeah. Those charges will stick. <laughs> now go and pick Nancy Pelosi's crops, okay? Yes. <laughs> that when you said I have a hilarious update, now I totally understand. Okay. Um I happen to see this story at Daily Wire. It wasn't Daily Wire that did the interview. The interview was from PBS. Firing line with Margaret Hoover. And the guest was Corey Bush, Congresswoman from Missouri. And they're talking about her new book. She's been a controversial figure because of her defund the police stance that she's held to. Well, among other things. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes, that's just part of it. Yeah. But I don't think the left saw this coming with this interview. Because as Margaret Hoover is asking about the book and saying, yeah, you detailed your second abortion would have been when she was 19 in college. And Cori Bush talks about it. I, I was thinking back to the first abortion. Okay, you've done this before. You know the rooms. You know what it looks like. You know what it feels like in, in this place. You know what to expect. You know um, that you may experience even some harm or some racism in this, in this space. Okay. All right. She goes on. I thought I was ready. And I went in. And I went through all the steps because they were like, you, it's almost like an assembly line. You know, you go from room to room. And I got into the last room. Before she goes on, they're not going to like the assembly line comment. Oh, no. 
You know that. I, I was helped up onto the table by the nurse and I laid there and I started to think, well, one, I didn't tell the father that that was about to happen. Um, I, and I just, I just felt like I needed more time. So I said, no, you know what? I'm not ready. Okay. All right. I'm assuming she was allowed to leave then. Um, well, no. And the nurse just, you know, wouldn't listen to me. And I said, no, I'm not ready. And as I'm saying, no, they continued to pull the instruments and, you know, get everything ready. And, and it was just like, no, calm down. You know, no, you're going to be okay. So you were telling them that was, you didn't want to move forward. Yes. And they were ignoring you. They were, oh, they absolutely ignored me. Um, even to the point of, you know, like calm down as if I was the problem. And so I didn't really know, like, I, I didn't understand at that point where, uh, like where I had a voice, like who listened to me. And so I remember laying there looking to see um, if there was someone else in the room that would, that would listen to me. Wow. Holy cow. It, obviously, that's heartbreaking. It's powerful. It's a lot of different things, Jeez. but it's not what the left wants to hear. Oh, I guarantee wow. you that. Man, that's sobering. Wow, man. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. And she goes on. And the they ended up putting, during this time, they put the instrument inside me and started the instrument. So it was, and I'm saying no, but it was too late because you can stop once it started. Again, so I'm thinking pro-life pregnancy centers are out there to say you have different options, mm -hmm. right? And they've been attacked, one case bombed or a few cases. No FBI <laughs> investigation there that we really know of. Wow. But boy, for the pro-life people, they got to be shut down. It's something. Um, and here's the rest of the piece. Why do you think they didn't listen to you? The same as, as other times where I haven't been listened to by a provider um, or medical staff. You know, I Why? was a young black woman. You know, I, it, multiple times I felt like it was, oh, well, we know better. You don't know what you need. You don't, you don't understand. We know better. <laughs> Wait to see the fallout of that interview. Yeah. Or is that something the left just they're, ignores? They're just going to be like, uh, Corey, who now? Yep, but I got to believe conservative media picks that up yeah. and runs with it to say, hey. <laughs> Golly. This is a Democrat talking about their experience. Well, and the thing is, is with her, I mean, she's well known for making things up. So I wonder if the left will go on that, basically just go on the attack and just say, well, this is the same woman who said that white supremacists were hiding in the hills of Ferguson shooting at us after the death of Michael Brown. So I, I don't know. It's hard to do that when you've backed her yeah. so many times, but she happens to be lying on this. Yeah. I don't know if that's how this went down or not. Absolutely. She's lied about a lot of different things. Wow, man. Man, that's tough. Oh, you mean like tough to hear? Yeah, it is. That's 
Yeah. Before we get to the trifecta, she was actually part of someone else's ad for a campaign. That's the way the campaign ad started. And that was for Kim Reynolds in Iowa for governor. Mm -hmm. Did you hear about the ad that she ran? Oh, no, I didn't. Um, The Des Moines Register uh, said the ad is dehumanizing, racist, and indefensible. If you thought there were crazy liberal people only on the coast, oh, they're all over the place. Especially when it comes to media. Well, they're infiltrated in there now. Um, Entrenched. The ad is Kim Reynolds sitting in a restaurant, and this, and it's Cori Bush on TV, and then she just starts, you know, talking. And defunding the police has to happen. Watching the news, you wonder, has the rest of the country lost its mind? Attacks on police, open borders, paying people not to work. Aren't you glad you live in Iowa? Governor Kim Reynolds. Here we still have common sense. We kept businesses open and kids in school. We cut taxes and support our police. Because in Iowa, America still works. Oh, the Des Moines Register. Great ad. uh, uh, No. No, it's not. It's racist. How is it racist? Well, that's her saying that people who look different from most Iowans at best are indeed different but inferior. That's what she's saying. stop it. Just repeatedly stop it. making demonizing remarks about immigrants. Idiots. Yes. Then it goes on with a bunch of other stuff. God. Dehumanizing. Right. Okay. Indefensible is what that is, what Kim Reynolds did. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> People okay. are so weak. Such wussies. All right, Robin, you ready for yeah, your Yeah, let's roll, three? man. Let's okay, go. Okay, trifecta. Let's do this. Are you ready? One, two, buckle my shoe It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Trifecta with Robbins, always helped by his hero, Casey Kaser. Hi, buddy. Welcome to the weekend, almost. Yes. Okay. I'm ready. (laughs) Okay. Three. (laughs) For the weekend or this segment? Number three. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Kanye West says his show in Los Angeles has been canceled. Yeah, it, uh, this, by the way, happened today on the heels of the Tucker Carlson interview last night with Kanye, where he said things that were out of step with uh, the, the far left. And you know what they do? They shut you down. Uh, he uh, posted this out uh, last night. He said uh, that his SoFi Stadium show, scheduled for November the 4th, he said just got canceled. Quote, I wonder if it had something to do with my White Lives Matter t-shirt. What do you all think? SoFi, they said, is not available any longer due to inability to staff the event. Hmm. He said, I've already asked to investigate this further. I mean, if there's any way that I can make this happen. But they got back to me. They said, no. No show. Again, coincidental, perhaps. Anything could be, I guess. Yeah, I suppose. But it is interesting that the November 4th Kanye show was canceled. And it wasn't due to lack of ticket sales either. But you just can't, just can't staff, staff it right it. They, got, now. they don't have enough people, man. Well, how do you do the football games? I don't know. Shush. Quiet now. I don't know. Wow. They don't want to work the Kanye show, maybe. huh? Maybe a bunch of people went, you know what? I don't want to work that show anymore because that guy is a racist. Wait a minute. Kind of a racist. 
Uh, that's a pretty tough sell. Yeah, it is. But I, I, I don't know if that was part of it or what. They're not saying. They're just saying they don't have enough people. They can't staff it. Therefore, they're canceling it. Man, oh, man. And it's that interesting because they got interview. a lot of time. They got a lot of time to round up people to staff it, right? It's not until November the 4th. You would think. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Now, on with the countdown. Scott Robbins, trifecta, top three stories of the day. Two. Fredo, that would be Chris Cuomo, formerly of CNN, uh, has a new show on the new network, uh, what's it called, News Nation, News Nation. Now. Yeah. Um, yeah, Dan Abrams is on it and all that. Anyway, yeah. uh, apparently his ratings are uh, dismal. I'm going to throw the ratings number at you, David, because I know you can sometimes look at that and go, well, what does this show do, right? Yeah. Uh, Chris Cuomo, and by the way, they promoted the daylight side of this thing. His new show on News Nation, approximately 147,000 viewers. Oh, In the wow. 25 to 54 demographic, 8,000. Oh, 8,000. We could. I know I can't talk about a lot of insider. No, no, that's okay. You, and all that you stuff, can give me but... some kind of idea here, right? Um, we got more than that in one market. Yeah. Well, th- there's more than that in the upper deck at the Kanye show. Right. <laughs> Twice that. Probably, I mean, yeah. The thing is, and I don't, I ha- do you have any idea of how that compares to the rest of the network, though? Because it's kind of a new thing. and I don't know. Yeah. And it doesn't get numbers anyway. But you would think if CNN, I mean, he came from CNN, he had the primetime show. Yeah. Um, that you would at least get some extra eyeballs on there. But 8,000 in demo, that's disaster, man. Right now, his, uh, in his demo audience, 25 to 54, people that are ahead of him include SpongeBob SquarePants <laughs> and Paw Patrol. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you get more news from those programs, in fairness. You know, I hate to make fun of other people's misfortune, but nobody deserves it more than that guy, okay? Quick question before we move on. Yeah. Since when... Have you started hating making fun of others? Is that a new thing? I just say that all the time. I think I try to protect myself. I got right, you. you know. Boy, I bet he's mad. I'll bet he is too. I bet, like, really. I'll, 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 I'll throw you down these stairs like a I don't know if he's that mad. And he might be if he met me and said, you, you said these things about me? Okay. Yeah. Three Scott Robbins, trifecta, top three stories uh-huh. today, and all the way up to one. Yeah. Number one, uh, the city of Portland is moving to stop (laughs) misgendering the dead. That's right. Misgendering transgender individuals after they're dead on their death certificates. I know you simply can't believe that, but leaving aside for a moment the fact that the individuals in question have left the earth and unlikely to be offended, but they're going to correct the situation anyway. They say it has a pronounced impact, and will they said with the record keeping too. I mean, the public health and crime stats are like, hey, wait a minute. But the uh, name of woke wins, at least parts of Oregon, will change their corner forms to reflect gender identity instead of the deceased actual sex. So it, this could be like decades ago yeah. that someone would have been identifying. Going way back to the 50s. <laughs> okay. well, I don't know about that far back, but, but whatever it might be. Right. And then they would say, yeah, that was actually a woman, not a dude. That's right. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Uh, well, thank you, Scott. I just thought I'd throw that out there. Yes. And there you have it. Okay, and that's the trifecta. Mm-hmm. Good job. Right. Actually, at that point, their pronouns are worm and food. <laughs> wow. You know, I've been thinking of a punchline for that all day, and that's the best one right there. Good luck to you. Thanks, Casey. <laughs> have fun, buddy. <laughs> all right.
news update to get to. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Nimrod's in the news. Straight ahead. Good. <laughs> Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Golly, horrible story in New York. A homeless dude with a record attacked someone who was walking their dog. It wound up, the, the homeless dude had a stick, wound up killing the dog. Oh, gosh, dang it. But the New York Times wants to know, is punishing the person who did it racist? What? No. This is from John Leland with the New York Times, who says, real world ethics question. In a well-used city park, a man with a history of erratic behavior sticks a, or attacks a dog and its owner with a stick. Five days later, the dog dies. The man is black. The dog owner is white. No word on what the dog's color was. Um, the adjoining neighborhood is famously progressive, often critical of the police and the jail system. At the same time, crime is up in the neighborhood with attacks by emotionally disturbed people around the city putting uh, some residents on edge. Now, here's the question. How do you protect the public without furthering injustice against this man? What's the injustice against this man? There is he no killed injustice. killed the dog. <laughs> he beat he a dog to death. the same price as anyone else. That's Plus, right. if he has priors, it's more so. That's justice. That's what it is. Man, the, the, the white guilt that is just ingrained in well-off white liberals is it's an illness man it's not it's not healthy oh, they My drank goodness. the kool-aid man and the thing is in the bubble they're in there's no one that has a potion for that kool-aid that's right exactly perfect yep and they just keep guzzling it's it. the world they live in absolutely all right we gotta get to nimrod when the going gets tough damn it this is too hard the dumb get dumber all right Ian. it's nimrod's in the news on the martley van camp and robbins show i love the poorly educated all right you know what i'm gonna switch it up david on that story let's go to new york city so a dude with a backpack was robbed Okay, that's not a surprise at all. Um, it's notable because he happened to have some cash in the backpack. Uh, $100,000. Oh, my. What? Really? Uh, victim says, yeah, he's a construction worker. He just cashed a workman's comp settlement check. You buying that? Mm, no. No. And then uh, customs agent, also in New York, saw some activity in a dude's pants. Yep. Three Burmese pythons in his pants, <laughs> and that's Nimrod's in the news. <laughs>